0: Thanks
1: for listening to the KC Morning Show. When I first
2: came into office, we made some headlines by saying that our endorsements would be earned, not freely given. We've said we'd stand with whoever stood with us in our fight not because somebody was nice to us and we want to be nice to them, but because we need to know who's gonna put up and who's gonna shut up. And going even further, we need to know who's gonna stand up with us. And this choice is clear. Joe Biden bet on the American worker while Donald Trump blamed the American worker. Donald Trump is a scab. Donald Trump is a billionaire and that's who he represents. If Donald Trump ever worked in an auto plant, he wouldn't be a UAW member, he'd be a company man trying to squeeze the American worker.
3: President Biden hitting the picket lines today in Michigan with thousands of United Auto Workers asking for better pay and benefits. So why host President Biden at the picket line today?
2: We put an invitation out there for people to join us, and the White House responded right away. It was great to see that. And we've never seen it before in the history of this nation. For a sitting president for the first time in our history to visit a picket line, I think that goes a long way in showing where he stands with working class people. Thank you, Mr. President, for coming. Yay!
4: The word Kansas City. Hey, happy Tuesday to the KC morning hoes. Tuesdays, y'all know what we do. We take back America, reclaiming that radical progressive history of these here United States. We do that together. You, me, Professor Harvey J.K., the Professor Emeritus over at the University of Wisconsin, Green Bay. Professor K is currently on a beach with his wonderful wife, Lorna. So, on the show today, we revisit our conversation with former Missouri legislator Maria Chappelle Nadal. Spent over 16 years in Jeff City in the Missouri State House. She she has made it her mission to pursue environmental and racial and climate justice and by the way all those things are related You know, it's not a coincidence that so much waste, radioactive and otherwise, has disproportionately affected our poor and working class communities, communities of color. I mean, we're talking cancers and diseases and so much of it, maybe even all of it, could be traced back to some of these practices that go back generations. We're talking like the Manhattan Project. We are still reaping the negative outcomes ever since. And Maria, she's on the St. Louis side, but hey, Kansas City, we are not immune to this whatsoever. And like I said, this conversation took place back in 2022. Well, guess what, y'all? There is a bit of an update.
3: U.S. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm visited St. Louis today to break ground on a new clean energy manufacturing plant and to promote a push to winterize homes. One of her stops, though, was not on her public schedule. Secretary
5: Granholm is the second member of President Biden's cabinet to visit St. Louis in the last two weeks. However, the TV cameras weren't invited when she visited the federal government's dumping grounds for radioactive
3: waste. There is no doubt that we have to clean up these sites.
5: People living near Coldwater Creek experienced elevated rates of cancer in the aftermath of the U.S. push to build the atomic bomb in the Manhattan Project.
3: So we've got to make sure that people feel safe. And that's why transparency, uh, a sense of urgency, and working with the community so that they understand the, the testing that's being done and the remediation that's being done. And Do you I plan to visit any of the affected
5: people uh, while you're here in St. Louis?
3: Uh, I'm hoping to visit, if schedule permitting, one of the sites that we, that we have been active on, Department of Energy.
5: Granholm left the groundbreaking site of an electric vehicle battery manufacturing site Tuesday morning to take a tour of radioactive waste dumping grounds alongside Congresswoman Corey Bush.
4: And we're talking about people who are directly impacted, some of whom um, are sick themselves, some of them who have cancer, some of them who who have buried friends.
5: Dawn Chapman has long been one of the most persistent advocates working to draw the attention of the federal government and went there to try and see her.
3: I'm going to try and talk to her real quick about the legacy that her agency has left across this region.
5: But Chapman says she was turned away.
3: Why not be with the people affected? Do you
5: think they deserve an apology from the federal government? From you.
3: Well, um, we went to Weldon Spring, to, and in fact, yeah. um, Congressman Bush was with me there, uh, to be able to see that particular site, which is the site that DOE is primarily responsible for. And um, I know that Congressman Bush brought the community with her in her backpack uh, because she had just <laughs> met with them as well and wanted me to hear from her what the yes. concerns were. So this was my in, in introduction, if you will, to the situation here, which is which is serious, and which the federal government is taking
4: seriously and is going to continue to take seriously so that piece was filed back in august there is legislation currently in the works that would compensate our folks who have been affected by these waste sites hopefully good news on the way so why don't we go ahead and get a little context shall we courtesy of our friend maria chapelle nadal and of course professor harvey k rates review subscribe my friends do that thing you do ooh i love you kansas city back in your feeds tomorrow got some music for you it is a good day to be a kansas cityan absolutely we will see you in the morning. bye I am
2: On January 11th, 1970, victory belonged to Hank Stram and his Kansas City Chiefs. TV9 News special report, close up the flood of 77. From the Kemper Arena in Kansas City, Missouri, it's Milwaukee Bucks against the Kansas City Kings. Now
5: Kansas Cityans must decide what happens next. What is to follow the city's Holy Week riots?
1: I am here at the American Royal World Series of Barbecue.
6: Daryl Motley awaits, and the Kansas City Royals are world champions. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Professor Harvey K brother professor harvey k the professor emeritus over at the university of wisconsin green bay and my friends kansas city you know what we do every tuesday on this your KC morning show we take back america reclaiming that radical history we got the progressive playbook it still plays and professor k we've been doing this for over a year now my brother i slid into a dm and look at us now you are stuck with me i got a friend and you brought a friend I did bring a friend, and not only did
6: I bring a friend, but this is to prove that I actually can reach from Kansas City to St. Louis, and I know that that's a big distance. That's not like crossing Rhode Island or New Jersey, Uh -uh. and I brought a friend. By the way, if my friend had had her way, I'll introduce her in a second. If my friend had had her way, you folks in Missouri would not be suffering the likes of Josh Hawley. Tonight we have a three-way conversation because I have brought a good friend of mine. I think we've known each other for four, at least four years, I bet. Time flies, I'm telling you. It's Maria Chappelle Nadal, who served in the Missouri State House, both in the, what's it called? The General Assembly. The General Assembly. It's like being the United Nations, the General Assembly, but also served as a senator from the st louis area including st louis county let me tell the story as to how i came to know her i got a tweet from her saying that i was the kind of person who she would like to vote for for the u.s senate from missouri because she had reached her limit in seeing claire mccaskill represent missouri and i thought wow i get to st louis a lot but i don't quite live there yet so i said this is really great and she explained her reasoning and that she was going to write me in. And I do want you to know, I can't tell you how many people voted for me. I think it might be as many as 100,000. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be lucky if it was 10. The point is that I I can tell you, and I've been joking about this, but it's one of the nicest political honors I have ever had, that a Missouri state senator would actually tell me they wanted to write me in for the U.S. Senate. I brought Maria on, not simply because she's so generous with her political honors, but the other thing is, She, while in the Senate and ever since, has been pursuing a case of, we'll call it in in one sense, an environmental crime. She is in pursuit of environmental justice for the folks who live in the district that she represented. I won't go through the whole story, but it really does deal with whatever happened to the radioactive waste material from the Manhattan Project, that is the project to create the atomic bomb during World War II. The punchline, obviously, to that, it's not a humorous punchline, is that the greater St. Louis area, St. Louis County, became a major dumping ground for that waste, and thus... We have 70, a 70-year 70 story, which has come once again to the fore because of Maria's attentiveness to this question. So let me introduce Maria Chappelle Nadal, a very dear friend. And I know, Hartzell, you and Maria will also become very dear friends. And I will once again tell everyone, I got friends in St. Louis and Kansas City. <laughs>
1: It's a great pleasure to join the two of you this evening and talk about an issue that I'm really passionate about. Truly, you know, when you serve in public office, you don't know how you're going to end up, right? So, when I first ran for office, I knew that I came from tree hugger land. It's probably one of the more green areas, pro environment areas. And so, when I first ran for office, you know, I talk about recycling. Fast forward to 2022, when I'm Talking about picocuries, thorium 230, and the fact that we have 24,000 picocuries in any given area, and some areas have 75,000 picocuries of th- thorium 230.
4: So, when you say environmental justice is racial justice, break that down for us if you don't mind.
1: Oh man, here's how I have evolved. First of all, you know, it was a Rosh Hashanah dinner in 2015 that brought me to the attention of an African American area that I represented. And it was a woman who was a caregiver who was telling me about these trucks that would dump in her neighborhood. And I said, What neighborhood is that? And she said, Robertson. I said, What is Robertson? It's not a municipality, it was just a name that was created in 1900. And so, As I was having town hall meetings, and I had 100 town hall meetings starting at Labor Day weekend of 2015 all the way to December 13th in 2017. And what I found in the district that I represented, in the far west you had advocates who were mostly white. In the far north, you had advocates who were mostly white, and in the middle, you had African-Americans who had no voice, literally. In fact, there is a woman, Carol, who I met incidentally, who was at one of these meetings, who was about to have her tongue taken out two days after I talked to her because she had fourth stage tongue cancer. I have been in many people's living rooms and I have done interviews, over a thousand interviews at this point. I can tell you that at the age in which you are exposed to radioactive waste, I can basically calculate when you will have your DNA will mutate and you'll get either an autoimmune disease or cancer. I can also tell you that when you're exposed to this radioactive waste that you may get breast cancer, not three, four but maybe five times. Thyroid cancer, you could get that several times. In fact, I know many people who have gotten thyroid cancer multiple times. And you get very rare cancers. One cancer, specifically, it's one in a million, you know, one person out of a million. In the area that I represented, you'll get anywhere from 40 to 50 of this specific cancer every single year every single year, new cases. So this is about environmental justice. This is about environmental racism. And, and I, I'm just giving you the low level of things, but the way that it is really impacted is through policy. And because people do not know the history of nuclear waste in St. Louis, they don't know about the migration of waste through the climate, through the change, through the movement. And we were just talking about earthquakes earlier. There's a migration of of contamination with every single movement of the earth. There's a migration of contamination every time that there's a tornado. And you have to realize that not only did we have dry waste, mounds, stories high of dry radioactive waste, but we also had thousands of drums with thorium 230, which is part of the uranium series. And over the course of years, decades, This stuff migrated, but as it has migrated. You have these new communities, these new neighborhoods that were developed on top of this. And so every time you have a a major storm, like we did over the weekend, and tributaries back up with water, this is a re-exposure. This is a migration of contamination. You have new housing developments that are built right on top of this. You know, the example that I just gave you about this area that I was told about in 2015, there's an Amazon distribution center sitting right on top of it. And right next to that is an American Red Cross on top of a landfill that was not properly remediated. I do the research behind that. And so many people don't know there's a different type of remediation when it comes to a landfill versus a Brownsfield. It's not the same type of remediation. And the state of Missouri and St. Louis County messed up. I can also tell you in the work that I do right now, officially what pays me, there are areas that have not been fully remediated that have PCBs, TCBs that have all of this contamination. And there are public employees who are working on top of this land that has also a legacy of contamination. I can also tell you that the former board of elections in St. Louis County was sitting on a landfill that had also this nuclear waste in two ways. So this is about racial justice, this is about environmental justice, environmental racism through and through. And because our government is not responding to the legacy that we have, the reality of waste that has been, you know, expanding for decades now, there are decisions that are made that are not justly made that are not smartly made. And so there should be processes in place and an alignment between local, state, and federal government to ensure that people are aware of the exposure. I mean, it's not right. I could tell you that there are zip codes around this area where there has been this waste for for decades where you had the highest percentages of medical bankruptcies and people don't know why you know it's because you had mountains of dry waste with radiation alpha beta and gamma particulates in the air at any given time that contaminated much of what we call the black community
4: my name's Hartzell more from myself professor harvey k and our special guest maria Chappelle nadal it's your kc morning jam Oh, mercy, mercy me
0: All things ain't what they used to be now Where did all the blue skies go? Poison is the wind that blows From the Lord in some place. Oh, mercy, mercy me All things ain't what they used to be now Oil wasted on the oceans and upon our seas, fish full of mercury. Oh, oh, mercy, mercy, me. Oh, things ain't what they used to be. Radiation underground and in the sky. Animals and birds who live nearby. Our Oh, Mercy, mercy, mercy. All things and what they use. to be. Third about of this overcrowded land. How much more we use from sand? Can't you stand
6: regular contact me and I but something came up recently that really if it wasn't for Maria people might have ignored this question apparently there's a, a bridge in St. Louis why don't you tell the story Maria I think it's important that people hear this
1: so a couple of months ago, in the position that I have now, I am responsible to to go through the agenda of the council and the memos that come along with every single piece of legislation. So there was a memo, it was probably 4.30 on a Friday, and it said a bridge demolition, bridge 164 along McDonald Boulevard. And, you know, I'm ready for happy hour at this point, but I, I literally send out a red alert. And I say it in my emails, red alert, red alert. Where is bridge? Precisely, where is bridge 164? So, you know, I got a picture of it the following week. I had several questions because this had been my district that I represented. This is like half a mile from that area that I told you about that had a landfill. You had empty drums at a certain point of time with the the thorium 230 that people used as barbecue pits right? Knowing this is ground zero and knowing that radioactive waste goes through everything. It penetrates absolutely everything with the exception of lead, which includes this bridge. So this bridge is 70 years old. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, they're going to demolish this. And then you're going to have dust particles in the air that contain, you know, possibly 24,000 picocuries of thorium 230. And I am like, shish kebab. This is like, this is like red alert, red alert, red alert, red alert. And I communicated that this is a problem. I tried to get all of the advocates involved. They were alarmed if if I had not been reading, you know, the memos along with the agenda and where this bridge was going to be demolished and replaced, easily hundreds of thousands of St. Louisans could have been at risk.
6: Yeah, I just want to say that apparently as you were telling me, there was a committee established, commission established by the county board originally, this goes back to 1992, right? There would have been an oversight for any any such activity, but it expired or it was allowed to die. And as a consequence, if it hadn't been for Maria, you might say, this could have just gone ahead. No one would have been aware of it. And, you know, some years from now, people would have been wondering, why do I feel this way? You know, what's striking is we're in the middle, clearly, of a climate crisis. You tell people the environment right now, they're going to think climate crisis and the planet. And without question, that is something we cannot lose sight of. But what we are losing sight of because of the way in which the media goes from sexy topic to sexy topic is that across the country in any number of cities, these kinds of situations exist. There have been dumping grounds of whatever chemical or radioactive waste, whatever else. And not all of this has been taken care of. Just because for a brief while we had a lot of attention given to it doesn't mean that they were all taken care of. So as a consequence, while we're looking at the question of planetary survival, we shouldn't also forget that we have these kinds of crises under our feet, In our neighborhoods, I can't get over the fact that it's multidimensional, the crisis we're facing regarding the environment and the planet. And I have to say, and I'm going to compliment you now, Maria, the persistence, I'm going to use the word obsession, and I don't mean it in anything but a positive sense, but this is an obsession with Maria. And of course, her ambition is to write a book about environmental justice, using this the St. Louis County area as the prime story in all of this.
1: You have to think about the history of the Manhattan Project. It was all about secrecy. So even if you look at the papers in which they were developing different chemicals to enrich uranium and plutonium, they never called it by name. They said the yellow substance or the orange substance or the brown substance. It was like a mission of the national government of our Department of War at the time to not let anyone know about the Manhattan project. It was all about secrecy. Even yeah. the way that the uranium was retrieved in Africa was a total secret, right? So that continues. So the Army Corps of Engineers who were part of the Manhattan project, they're not only the offenders, but they're also the ones who are cleaning it up right and so they don't want people to know about this the the site in which i'm talking about right now they started cleaning it up in the 1990s and they are still cleaning it up and it's 2022 and because of their lack of urgency because of their their lack and will to protect citizens and maintain this being a secret it migrated this contamination migrated and we have an entire community which we call north st louis county That is desperate for resolution and for people to be educated on the issue. So part of it is negligence. And I would even go so far to say willful negligence. That's a legal term. Knowingly is a legal term. And all of those things are being exercised at this time. It's very complicated to understand. I've been dealing with this since, I guess, December of 2010. So it's been almost 12 years I've dealt with this and it's taken time to understand it. But when the light bulb, you know, hit, I knew that the exposure directly impacted people's health. And so the way that I see it, you know, it it doesn't matter if you're white or black, if you're Republican or Democrat, poor or rich. You deserve to know what you're being exposed to. Children should not be playing in playgrounds that have 75,000 picocuries of thorium-230. That's ridiculous. People just don't know. They don't know. I held 100 townhome meetings for a reason. And to this day, being unelected now, people come to me and they are always asking me the question, why? Why did my wife die at 48 years old and she seemed like she was totally healthy? Why did my son and my husband work in the same fire department and my husband died of cancer and my son died at a fairly young age? It's because the fire department they were working at was probably less than a mile from where this radioactive waste was. People ask me the question constantly, why did this person die? Why do I have cancer? And I go through a series of questions. It's very easy at this point because I've asked the same series of questions. Where did you live? Where did you work? Where did your parents live? Where did your parents work? And in my head and these maps behind me that you can probably see are all the locations that I have identified as having contamination. And so instantaneously, if I don't know offhand, I will look at the tributary. I will look at the watershed and I will put what I know with what is public together and give them an assessment of how they were exposed, why they were exposed, the proximity to where they live and the possibility of them being exposed you know, there are a lot of people in North County whose basements have flooded. A great example of that is my intern. She was supposed to come to my house for something. And she said, Maria, I can't show up because my sister has to go to the hospital. Turns out that she has an autoimmune disease. And I went through the series of questions. and I said, tell me, did your basement flood? Does your basement flood? Yes, Maria, all the time. How do you use your basement? She says the family room. And so... Then I know what watershed they live in. I know that in this zip code where they live has the highest numbers of not only cancer, but autoimmune diseases in the state. And so I explained that her sister, you know, happens to be still dealing with her illness, but I was able to do an assessment and people come to me for that. And it's not my job, but they know this is the person you go to to find the answer why. Citizens are so busy with their lives. What Harvey talks about all the time, they're just trying to pay the rent. They're trying to pay the mortgage. They're trying to make sure their kids have a decent life. And if you don't see it and if you don't smell it, kind of like COVID, if you don't see it and you don't smell it, then you don't know. The difference between, the only difference between COVID and people's exposure to radioactive waste in St. Louis is that you saw the immediate death. When it comes to radioactive waste, you have to calculate the number of people you know who have died of cancer. And once you start counting the numbers and where they live, it's like, wait, this doesn't make sense. There are too many people who have cancer. And I could give you stories. You know, at one point in time, kids used to ride their bikes to the top of the dry mounds of radioactive waste. And then it was fun to, like, ride their bikes down the hill, you know. I will tell you that there is a a grandmother who went to Laddie Avenue who thought that the dry radioactive waste was dirt and she added it to her garden. There are plentiful examples of how people have been exposed and they just don't know. But I will also say this is complicated to talk about. And until you're touched, until you lose your husband, until you lose your wife, until you lose your child, until you ask the question, why can't I have children? Why can so many families who are good Catholics and others who want to have children can't have children? Why do you have like, I think it's between 40 and 70 percent of children at one particular school who have brain tumors or brain cancer? You know, like these are statistics that are out of the box. And, you know, the pushback that I have gotten is that this doesn't exist because you can't see it. You can't smell it. Right. So that's part of the problem.
4: We're going to have to do more of these because my friend, we could talk for hours. This has been so fascinating. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing, the work you're doing. And this is a bit of a pivot question to end on. Insurrection Day, January 6th, 2021. Maria, on January 5th, 2021, you were asked a question. I think this is from St. Louis Public Radio. They asked you to reflect on your 16 plus years in the Missouri State House, And you answered that question a certain way on January 5th of 2021.
1: I'm curious what your answer is now. That is the public can be easily fooled. Education is so important. Honesty in government is important. And when we do not have an educated citizenry, anything and everything can happen. I can tell you that when I was in college, when I was in high school, all I knew that I wanted to do is help educate people on issues. I didn't know that it meant that I would run for office. That's what it evolved into. I happen to come from a community that is very educated and they ask questions, they delve into things. It was the expectation of the people that I represented to educate them on issues, even if they disagreed. And there are a lot of people who voted for me and disagreed with me on issues. But what they said in the end was, at least you know why you have the position that you do. In government now, Oh my goodness, in government right now, it is so vitally important that elected officials do their homework and what i have seen since this time the dark age those four dark years and since then is that people are quick to respond without doing their homework without doing the justice that's deserved for the people they represent and because of that mistakes can happen and the mistakes can be so severe that they cause harm to the people that they represent
4: Professor Harvey K, thank you for this introduction. Maria, would you come back on sometime soon? Because like I said, we can't have this be the first and last. We got to keep going now.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for the questions and the opportunity.
4: Maria, how do people find you on Twitter?
1: On Twitter, at Maria Chappelle, spelled like Dave Chappelle, and the letter N. Possible that Maria (laughs) will start a writing
6: campaign for you by way of Twitter. (laughs) Get that campaign started. Harvey, plug your handles real quick. At Harvey, H-A-R-V-E-Y, initial J-K-A-Y-E on Twitter. Everybody's welcome. I try to respond to everybody. Thank you.
4: And you can get me at HeartSoul965. You get the show, the KC Morning Show at KC Morning Show. My friends in solidarity, let's take back America, yeah? Listen as your day
7: unfolds. Challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. What your mother said, read the books your father read. Trying to solve the puzzles in your own sweet time. Some may have more cash than you, others take a different view. My oh my, yeah, yeah. you gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser. You gotta be hard, you gotta be tough. You gotta be cool. You gotta be calm. You gotta stay together. All I know.